There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today we've got an awesome story of revenge against a deacon who made people cry on a wedding day. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, bad first date revenge. This isn't a huge revenge like some of the other posts I've read, but it made me feel better at the time. 20 years ago, I went on a blind date that was set up through a phone dating site. We met up at a nice restaurant that he suggested. He also said this date was on him because he's a gentleman and was brought up that way. He seemed nice enough upon meeting him, but when we sat down to order, looking at the menu, he commented on how expensive everything was. He then said that he was just going to get the burger meal and I should too. I thought, okay, whatever. But when the waitress came to take our drink order, the waitress accidentally brought him out the wrong beer. He was so nasty to her. He said, this is not what I ordered. Bring me the right beer. She apologized. She was flustered and so upset. He told her he didn't want to hear her apologies for doing something so stupid. He just wants the right beer. He was really nasty and condescending. I couldn't believe it. He then turned to me all normal like that never happened and was like, So what do you do for a living? I didn't say much, gave him just little one, two word answers because I was grossed out by him now, and he kept pushing the cheapest meal on the menu. Waitress brings him his beer, the right one this time, and he says, oh look, she can think, in that condescending tone of his. The poor girl was red-faced and on the verge of tears. I told the girl I'm ready to order, and I decided to order the most expensive thing on the menu and the most expensive drink and I decided to get the most expensive dessert. He tried to talk me out of it. I ignored him and said to the waitress, this is what I want. The gentleman said it was on him today. He was brought up that way. With a big smile, I sat there and smiled and let him talk all about himself while I enjoyed my very expensive steak, only giving him short answers. As we were leaving, he gave the girl a $1 tip. He said that's all she deserved. Outside by my car, he asked when he could see me again, and I said, oh, he cannot. I told him he was so nasty and condescending to that waitress that I would never want to see him again, ever. You're disgusting. Lose my number, pig. And I walked back into the restaurant and handed our waitress a $10 bill and apologized for my date's bad manners. I explained this was a blind date and his last date with me. I certainly hope this guy learned a lesson from this reaction. Definitely great for OP standing up for themselves and the waitress. What do you guys think? Did this jerk of a guy learn something from this or do you think he's still going on acting that way? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. Also, hi, I'm Steven and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is how I got back at a pushy guy on a bad first date. When I was 18 years old, 10 years ago, I was doing the online dating thing. I live in the US and I'm about 15 minutes from the Canadian border. My date and I went to Canada together on a first date because I couldn't drink in the US but could in Canada and we wanted to go to a bar and casino. He picked me up in his little sports car and we rode together through the border crossing into the casino. We played some games and had some drinks and we're having a decent time. I got to a point where I was decently drunk and knew if I had any more alcohol, I would be out of commission. I told my date that I was done drinking and wanted to start heading home. 
instead of listening to me, he went and got us both another round of drinks, and he handed me a big Long Island iced tea. I told him point blank I couldn't drink it because I was at my limit. He didn't take too kindly to that and got pushy. He told me, you have to drink it, I bought it for you. If you don't drink it, you're going to make me waste money. No matter how many times I told him no, he continued to push me on this. I got very frustrated and upset because I was alone with this pushy man in another country and I was very upset with myself for getting into this situation. We argued for a while and eventually I snapped and formulated a little plan. He agreed to take me home after I finished the drink. I took the drink from him and chugged it. We got into his car and started for the border. It's important to note that this guy was very proud of his car. He spent the whole drive to the border telling me about all the features and how much he loved it. I spent the whole drive ignoring him and focusing on keeping my sick stomach under control. My goal was to make it through the border crossing at least, which was proving pretty difficult. We did eventually make it through the border crossing, and as soon as we made it back to the US, I turned in my seat to look him in the eyes and I told him, I didn't appreciate how you forced alcohol down my throat after I repeatedly told you no. I know my limits and you ignored and disrespected me. I said I couldn't drink more for a reason. Then, while maintaining direct eye contact with him, I started vomiting in his car. I knew this was coming and specifically oriented myself to cause as much damage as possible. I threw up on the seat, the floor, the dash, etc. He was freaking out and I just started crying and telling him this was his fault and that he could either take me home or let me out of the car now but I will call the police if he doesn't proceed with one of the two options. He dropped me off at home and I never saw him again. I mean overall this did work out for OP relatively, I mean they got their revenge. But let me tell you, if there's somebody that says, you have to drink it, I bought it for you, that is like the hugest red flag to not go anywhere near that drink. Our next story is trying to make a non-issue my issue, enjoy being scolded like a child. Major context, I work in clean room production with biologics, so our activities are monitored through bacteria growth to see how sterile we work. This means after shifts, we have to sample areas with agar plates, either through contact or not, and see what does or hopefully doesn't grow. One technique is to use a machine that sucks air into an open plate, so in theory it takes into account all the microbes in the air of the room. This is called active air and takes 10 minutes. Aside from area sampling, persons are sampled as well. Every sample point needs to be as exact as possible to the room map as per procedure, And in this particular shift, me and my team were watched by QC, so no slacking. Story, I worked with this lady we'll call Mary. We were rushing to end the aseptic work, and as I was sampling her, she placed aside some plates for my sampling. But another set had been marked by another person who's our support, so I didn't use the set she saved for me, which were unmarked. Apparently this struck a chord in her. Q a few minutes later, the plates were properly being labeled, again per procedure, QC person saw the unmarked set of plates and asked who those samples belonged to. Sometimes in process, places or people are sampled but the plates wouldn't be marked yet. This would be done later and then labeled. QC was cautious about this. I said that it wasn't used. Mary, though, had a bone to pick and decided to butt in and say, those are samples I nicely set aside for OP that they didn't take. She said that with a pointed glare to me, as if I did the greatest of slights on using marked plates rather than unmarked ones. 
QC got confused and started panicking about me as he thought I hadn't been sampled. So I had to raise my voice, a voice that is tired and hoarse for the straight two hours I had to use it constantly, to say what happened. But screw this witch. Then I noticed she was setting up the active air on the wrong sampling point. Another thing about this device is that when it's turned on, you can't stop it. So the only viable way to resample is to let it run its course before retaking the sample. I said jack about it. QC noticed seconds too late. He sternly scolded her for this, and if there's anything I know about Mary, it's that she doesn't take well to people correcting her. Even during the resampling, he was watching her like a hawk and had to correct her again when she didn't position it exactly like it is in the map. She looked and sounded flustered, especially since she was delegated to sampling the entire room. I spent the time sitting back, relaxing my aching feet, and being as unhelpfully aseptic as possible. Feels good to let her stew in her own hubris. It just goes to show that you could have a wonderful, well-structured, well-thought-out, well-planned system, and if you have some incompetent buffoon or somebody who's just willingly overly passive-aggressive, you're still going to run into issues no matter how well thought out the process was. Our next story is update on sister-in-law making her Facebook bio about my pregnancy announcement. Hi everyone, so it's been a month since my initial post in the whole incident, and I'm sorry for not making an update sooner, I just haven't had the mental energy to sit down and type a big old thing. I guess for some background context of the OG post, about a month before the announcement drama, I was getting a bunch of hate comments on my TikTok from burner accounts. Super random, for weeks, and they were commenting on all of my videos. It took me a while to put it together, but long story short, I found out it was her doing it. Like, it was a bunch of comments and multiple burner accounts. I'm just surprised at the time and effort it took. We hadn't talked for years before that, and I had blocked her on everything in the burner comments I was just deleting and blocking as they came and they kept popping up. The family talked to her about it, like father-in-law, mother-in-law, her husband, and told her to stop and scolded her. She's almost 30 by the way, so it's just... interesting. So anyways, that's how I knew she was watching me, and still obviously cares enough to try and go out of her way to bother me. So I already had a feeling she would do something when I announced my second pregnancy, but even more so because she just popped up about a month before I was planning on announcing. Anyways, so I had a feeling and then saw her bio, and then decided if she wants to play that way, I'll make her learn a lesson. Hopefully, given this is not the first time she has harassed someone online. I wanted it to go viral because I knew she looked at my stuff regularly now, and maybe she could have a little wake-up call. I know I could have done more, like post the page without blocking anything out, like some people were saying, but at the end of the day, I know that could have easily have gotten out of hand. The in-laws spoke with her again, and my husband spoke to his brother to talk to her, so she got an earful from everyone for a few days after that. The day after our mother-in-law told her to change her bio, she changed it to, if you're reading this, stay bothered. And so of course she was talked to again, cause what the freak, just be normal please. Probably two to three days after I posted it, she saw it and literally made seven burner accounts to comment. They're always the same, random user and completely blank profile and always comments on everything within the same hour. Initially, she made a bunch and I blocked and deleted, even going through my older videos that aren't relevant to the situation, just to make rude comments about my hair, body, etc. 
Probably like an hour or two after that, she came back with more accounts. And I video responded to some comments. Videos are still up, but I realized recently she deleted all of her comments. My husband also spoke to her, and she only had two things to say. One being, it wasn't me commenting, it was my friends too. Like, even the ones from weeks before? Like, that makes it better? I think that's a lie, but I don't know anymore. And that she was just playing the game by making that her bio. Because I had a TikTok that very vaguely talks about an experience with her a while ago, but I didn't mention who it was or who she was in relation to me. So the only person who would know is her herself. And she decided to look up my TikTok after years of being blocked and no contact. Very strange. So like, I'm not allowed to talk about my personal experience after being totally traumatized by this person without ever receiving an apology and she keeps doing these things? Um, no, I will talk as much as I want about it now. Thank you very much, Miss Girl. Like, I can only really laugh at the whole situation now, because it's kind of funny, even though it's also very horrible. But that's how I cope, especially because it's so lonely being targeted by one person for so long. I might as well make light and take advantage of the situation when I can, since she clearly doesn't want to stop after being told so many times by the whole family nonetheless. Either way, it was a lot. Thankfully, she stopped making burner accounts, but given the pattern, I don't know. I have a feeling she might return in a few months to do the same thing. But anyways, that's my update. Sorry it was very long, and that it took so long for me to make it. I mean, if it can be traced back and proven that it's this person that keeps perpetuating this stuff online, are there any, like, restraining order type harassment charge type things that could be done here? At some point, it seems almost like your last resort is to try to go the harassment route. This next story is, the manager asked me if I was present at work during the holy week. I work in the public sector. You need to know that the way the system works around here, being present is imperative. And the higher the position, the more imperative it is to adhere to this. That manager is pretty high up on this ladder. The manager said, were you present during the holy week? I didn't see you. I said, of course I was. I only wasn't on Wednesday because the service owed me one day of absence. The manager said, are you certain? I said, yes, I am. But you weren't present on Tuesday when I was looking for you to get permission for the absence. Some people might be quick to say that this story is nothing, that there's no revenge here. And while it's kind of true that maybe there isn't any enacted revenge, it's kind of silent in the fact that OP basically said, you try to get me in trouble for missing time, I've got the ammo to throw it right back in your face. Maybe even might cause this manager to back down on trying to be on OP's case so much in the future. This next story is, older brother used my toothbrush. Around the age of 12, I found out that my older brother was using my toothbrush. As a bit of a germaphobe kid, and now adult, this was revolting. My mother promptly bought me a new one. That wasn't enough. I waited a few days and then I took an empty syringe, thanks to our diabetic family pet cat, and filled it with soy sauce. I injected it into my brother's tube of toothpaste and used Elmer's glue to seal the hole. At bedtime, he went to brush his teeth and a big... Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Gold jet of black liquid spurted out of the tube. To this day, my brother's now 39, he believes that toothpaste can rot. When it happened, my mother came into my bedroom, sat down on a chair, and told me she wasn't sure if she should be proud or horrified. She was trying hard not to laugh. My punishment was being told to not do it again. That's pretty good revenge. I just know if I was in OP situation, I would be pretty horrified. As a kid and even as an adult. I remember hearing a funny thing about how like... For some reason, the grossest possible thing is sharing a toothbrush. Like people who have been couples for a long period of time, who probably share just about anything, and as far as like where their mouths have been in respect to each other, they would still staunchly refuse to share a toothbrush. I think there's just something about the toothbrush that is a no-go zone on sharing, no matter how much you clean it. Mentally, I think it's too big of a hurdle. Our next story is not dealing with dealerships' bad customer service. Not me, but an older guy in my work will call Larry. Larry is an excellent detail person and organizer at my work. I don't think he tries, but it's just his personality. Now Larry loves his cars. I don't know anyone else who drives half an hour home and details his vehicle each day. One day in 2018 or so, he made an appointment at a dealership close to work, dealership one, to have the oil changed on his daily driver luxury car. He has another one of the exact same make and model and storage for nice days. They gave him a loaner car to drive until it was done. Think early 2000s minivan with dealership decals on the side. He got a call later on saying that they had to send his car down the road to a different flavored dealership, dealership 2, to get the oil changed because they didn't have the right tools. Weird, but okay. Soon after, he got a call telling him his car was done and he could pick up the car at any time and that the keys were in it. When he left work, he drove over to the dealership he dropped his car at. It wasn't there. He called them and they said it had been left at dealership too. So he drove over there. There was his car. He could see his keys on the seat, but the car was locked. He called dealership 1 and told them his situation. They told him that people at dealership 2 had gone home and there was nothing they could do. To add insult to injury, they tried to joke with him about the situation. That went over none too well. There was only one thing that Larry could do, spend half an hour driving back home to get the spare key and drive half an hour back to pick up his car. Fuming about the lack of professionalism he experienced from dealership one, he had an entire hour to plan a revenge to teach them a lesson. Larry went to dealership two, dropped off his loaner car from dealership one there, locked the keys in the car, unlocked his car, and drove home for the second time that day. So dealership two would come into work in the morning and wonder why a loaner car from dealership one is in their lot, 
and call them over to pick it up. When dealership one sent someone over there, they would discover that the keys were locked in the car and have to break into their own car or call a locksmith like they should have done for Larry in the first place. Larry never heard back from dealership one about it, and he hasn't and never will go back there. I almost wonder, do dealerships maybe have tools on hand for a situation like this? Like if their whole business is dealing with cars, maybe they've just got the locksmith kit for that. I guess it just comes down to, do they have anybody that can actually use it? They're also lucky that there wasn't just glass on the ground and the car missing because the keys were just sitting on the seat. Our next story is, manager splashed washer fluid on me, so I made it look like I was allergic. When I was an auto mechanic, there was this one floating manager, Brad. He was kind of a clown and was always acting like a child. One day, he somehow managed to splash windshield washer fluid on my arm. I acted like it was a horrible thing and how I was deathly allergic to it. Of course, he didn't believe me because who would? So Brad decided to go out for lunch. While he was gone, I slapped my arm over and over again to make it turn bright red. Right about this time, he pulled up to the shop. I made myself vomit on the shop floor. Brad walks in and sees vomit and asks what happened. I show him my arm and told him it was the washer fluid. He turned white as a ghost and apologized so much. He bought me lunch for two days and didn't mess with me again. It was so funny. Revenge was sweet. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie, kinda a little far, a little mental, but I mean the dude kinda deserved it for throwing chemicals on you regardless. This next story is Revenge on Mean Brother. When I was four or five years old, my older brother would sneak up on me and push me down the basement stairs. I got fed up so I decided to teach him a lesson. The next time he pushed me, I tumbled down the stairs and pretended to bang my head on the concrete floor. Then I just laid there, motionless. My brother called out from the top of the stairs, Hey, get up, faker! I laid perfectly still. My brother called out my name. I didn't move. I didn't even breathe. I heard my name again, but my brother's voice sounded shaky. Then I heard him flying down the steps. He pulled me up to a sitting position. Please be okay, please, I promise I'll never do that again, just be okay. I slowly opened my eyes, acting groggy. My brother hugged me and kept telling me how sorry he was. I was like, okay, whatever. Went upstairs and watched cartoons. It was an Oscar-worthy performance. And my brother never did push me down the stairs after that. He would still depants me and throw me out in a snowbank sometimes and then lock all the doors, stuff like that. But that was kind of funny. I drew the line at being pushed down the stairs. To this day, I haven't told him about my revenge. I almost told the story at Thanksgiving last year when everyone was reminiscing. I might this year. I mean, honestly, it's great that OP put on this Oscar-worthy performance and got that revenge, because at some point, if they kept pushing them down the stairs, it might have very well have been lethal. Our next story is, make my wife and sister cry on my wedding day? Okay, now go find another job. My wife wanted us to get married in a church. I have my opinions about that, but given that she wanted it and it would make her happy, that made me happy, so I gave no pushback on that whatsoever. Let's forget about the fact that the benevolent, generous, loving church required a $1,000 donation to conduct the ceremony and sign the marriage certificate, but I digress. Come the wedding day, we walk down the aisle surrounded by friends and family. The ceremony goes wonderfully. We walk back out and start talking to some of the guests and smile, laugh, and just be happy. I then notice my sister, who was part of my wedding party, was teary-eyed. 
I looked closer and noticed she'd been crying. I asked her what had happened, why she was crying, but she wouldn't budge. I then found out my wife had also been crying before the ceremony. I then come to find out that this deacon, who had been part of the ceremony, had told my wife right before she was to walk down the aisle and get married that she couldn't do so because she didn't have a veil. She was told right before she was to be married that she wasn't allowed to walk down the aisle because of a freaking veil. Let's just say I was seeing red. Let's just say I was prepared to burn down the world. Let's just say I became angry. I knew that my sister's tears were something to do with that deacon as well, which made this a hundred times worse. But I wasn't about to ruin my wife's wedding day by making a scene, and my friends encouraged me to deal with it later as well, so I temporarily let it go. Rest of the wedding day went phenomenally. Everyone had a blast and we couldn't have been happier. But when we got back from the honeymoon, I took a trip to that church. I took two trips to that church. In fact, I took three trips to that church. Each time, I calmly, but with what I expect was the look of demonic anger on my face, went to their front office and complained, and argued and fought with literally anyone who was there. I demanded to speak with whoever was in charge, not the man upstairs, obviously, and spoke to some head of the church board or some crap like that. I demanded punishment for that deacon for a face-to-face apology for some kind of repercussion or retribution for bringing my wife and sister to tears on my wedding day. I'm a lawyer, so I've gotten very used to arguing and arguing and arguing. As much as I wanted to throttle the man that did this, I forced the civilized lens to take precedence and dealt with it that way. It's been months, from what I've been told and from my own observations, he's been fired. I was also told that he had a reputation, whatever that meant, but I'm convinced my poking and prodding and stabbing at the subject finally got that miserable jerk fired from his oh-so-self-righteous position. My sister still hasn't told me what made her cry that day, but the coincidence is just too great. Not sure if this should be posted to AITA or some other subreddit, but hey, it felt good to tell this story, and I'm just glad I was able to mete out some revenge. You go and make a $1,000 donation to this church and you still get treated like that? Supposed to be just a bright and cheery day and this person who's supposed to just charter it and celebrate it and orchestrate it just taking a big meaty dump all over it. This next story is hit my car and take off? Have fun going back to jail? This takes place about a year and a half ago but I remember it clearly. I had just finished playing in the casino, Native American, only slots because card games are illegal in my state, and came out to see a tribal police officer at the front of my car writing a report. I asked him if it was for my car and what's going on, then he showed me the damage. He also told me that there's a witness who decided not to give a statement and going by what the witness said, they found the guy's truck parked near the hotel entrance and confronted him and he denied everything. Since the witness wouldn't give an official report, the officer had to put that his truck may have scraped my car, causing the damage. He had a large pickup and apparently tried to get into the spot next to mine and wouldn't fit and clipped my car. Was a few deep scratches and paint was off one of the areas. The car in question is a 2018 Kia. I should also mention that I do gig work and nearly live in my car, at least during the day. So fast forward about a week later, I'm going around and around with his insurance carrier and they refuse to pay. 
Keep in mind, it would have cost hundreds of dollars to get the security cam footage from the casino parking lot because they consider that private property and someone else handles it. I inquired about getting the footage, and let's just say it would cost quite a lot to get a court order for them to turn the video over. I also had his full name from the initial report, so I got on Google and this is the first link that comes back, and it's his freaking mugshot. Apparently he had been arrested a few months earlier for a probation, parole, violation. So I do some detective work and make a couple calls. I ended up finding out who his PO was and gave him a call. Come to find out that not only does he have a current warrant out for his arrest, but he had no business being at the casino because going there was a violation of his probation and parole. I never heard anything more about it, but I know he's in deep crap because that accident report proves he was there. Side note, I found out from his PO that he was required to check in with him on a daily basis, and he hadn't been doing so. So even though I had to eat the repair costs that totaled $1,500, I feel I did get some petty revenge on him because it's obvious that new charges would have been filed against him for violating his parole once again. I've googled his name somewhat recently and haven't seen anything about him being arrested again, so I'm sure he's on the lam hiding out because he knows full well he'll be going back to prison to serve his full term for repeatedly violating the terms of his release. I'll keep looking out to see if there's any news, and if so, I will definitely post updates. Unless it was like a really severe, like genuinely severe thing, I don't really know how much they're really going to follow up on this. In an ideal world, they're going to be held somewhat accountable for their actions, but people in the comments suggested that probation officers or parole officers probably have tons of people to supervise. Unless it's like literally of the essence, they're probably not even going to get punished for it. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.